What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands and are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Could you put up with him not being there financially? No. Because I'm going to try your ego, unfortunately. But you couldn't, like, no. you couldn't be the... What do you mean you're going to try an ego? I'm going to bitch you. You want me to respect you as a man? No. No, I cannot be submissive. You have to You have to pay for shit for me to be submissive. And I had that problem for years. I was not submissive. I did not listen. There was always an ego, power trip, like, headbutting. Because I'm like, I'm not, who are you to me? A lot of guys, I feel like, mess up with that first dinner, that first interaction. You're not stepping to me as a confident man. Yeah. So I can't respect you as a man. Mm-hmm. Whereas if that first interaction... You're like, no, I don't play that shit. I'm not going to push it. I see already I cannot play with you. I cannot try it. So I don't push it. I'm now in a submissive position. So it allows me to be more feminine and relax. myself in two words rich and unemployed these stones cost two birds let it count it when she bored deposit hit chicks clearing ace nothing void i know that ain't my ex calling for nothing void where we going money going up money counting my money going up she still counting money going up he ain't got it. I'm gonna go get my money going up like prison population. Right. I've been popping more than late. Welcome if again I want it, nah, it to the Rich and Unemployed Podcast. And we got a very, very special guest, the beautiful. Go ahead, introduce yourself. I'm Christiana Hurt. I'm the owner and founder of Wealthy College Kid. I own a children's brand known as Just Kidding Kids, and I'm the face of the eight figure brand, The Boss Palace. Oh, no, you just said a lot. Hold up. I know, right? <laughs> All right, the wealthy kid. Okay, what is that? Wealthy kid, wealthy college my kid. My bad. I'm sorry. I'm My bad. Sorry. The wealthy college kid, what is it? So wealthy college kid is an e-commerce educational platform in which I teach others how to sell online. Hmm. E-commerce. Do you build stores for people? Or? No. No. So I teach people product research, which is actually the core value of selling online, as well as different, different products to sell on different platforms. Okay, and what else do you do? What else? I can't remember all the <laughs> And I own a children's clothing brand that is premium streetwear for infants and toddlers. And then I'm the face of the Boss Palace where we sell vendors lists. The Boss Palace. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing all this stuff? Six years. My anniversary just passed. Yeah? Yeah. How dope is that? And what, what were you doing before this? Like, I was working at Twin Peaks serving Captain and Coke, begging for a $20 tip. Yeah? Yeah, with an A cup. With a what? With an A cup. Yeah, I made money. <laughs> made mo- drop five racks. My chest got a little bigger. Hey, all right. I mean, it's all right. So Twin Peaks, like, okay, what was the transition like? How did you become like an entrepreneur? So unfortunately, I got fired, and I was in a relationship at the time. And he said if I loved him, that I would move out of my dad's house and move in with him. But I had to put the lease in my name. So within about like 48 hours of signing the lease, I kind of realized I signed like my death certificate in a way. Uh-huh. And I had one month free, so moved out April 6, 2016. May was free, but I had to find $3,000 by June 3rd. So I actually ended up making the rent money June 2nd online, just by the grace of God. Online doing what? Selling other people's products, selling like 
a fishing pole pen, selling people's coaching, selling anything that anybody would give me a shot at selling. Now, once I was, I made literally, just, I made like 3,100 and the rent was like 3,000. So I was still kind of broke. Yeah. So after that, I went to Chase and I told them I lived at home, but I made $300,000 a year and they gave me a credit card for 5,000, which I don't recommend ever. Don't lie to banks to get credit cards. But mm-hmm. in my situation, it was really like a survival. I didn't like become an entrepreneur because it was on like inspirational I became I had no choice like I was gonna get evicted so I took that that credit card and then I dumped it into Facebook advertising which was just really back then it was a lot easier you kind of just throwing stuff at the wall and praying Uh and the fishing pole pen turned into ten fifteen thousand dollars then I did makeup and that turned into eighty nine thousand dollars and then that turned into two hundred and fifty nine thousand dollars and then I started selling baby products and I've kind of been in like the baby children's niche ever since just because I like it just because you like it not because it makes you more money no, I honestly got, I, after that, I started selling a silicone no mess mat. And that was actually my, my first experience with getting like a cease and desist letter yeah. for like copyright infringement. But from there, you know, I just tested other stuff out. And then I really just kind of stayed in that niche. I just, I don't know. I've always had a nick for children's niches and babies. And that's where the clothing line. So the clothing line got produced because the name is Just Kidding Kids. Because Mm -hmm. unfortunately, my pregnancy happened. I found out and it ended very, very quickly in a 72-hour period. So it was kind of like dark humor for me and my healing of like, I'm pregnant, just kidding. So I started out with Just Kidding Around Kids. I did about half a million dollars. Postpartum kind of took me a step back. It took me about like maybe, I would say a year, year and a half to kind of come back and really be myself again. To then now, fast forward to 2022, I have Just Kidding Kids and I actually have a Times Square billboard and a lot of actual A-list celebrity children wearing the clothing. So yeah. Okay. It's been a journey. It's a lot to take in. Let me dive deep. Okay. (laughs) So let's let's take people to the process of selling stuff for other people like if somebody was trying to do that like like how would they even start like how did you start okay you you saying you send for other people but how'd you find these people on amazon or what so i found the people on facebook um i just started searching out business groups mlm companies anybody that was making kind of a large following or had like what i wanted as far as lifestyle you know financial freedom or their Facebook lives got thousands of views. So I knew that they were getting traction with money and I would just message them. And if they had a product or a program that I could sell, I would promote it on my Facebook and then promote it in Facebook groups. Now, obviously in the beginning I didn't have, you know, I didn't have a verified profile, I didn't have viewers, I didn't have any of that. So I, every morning and every night I would just write in 200 groups and 200 groups at night until like they blocked me. And then I would go live and share the lives to those same groups to try to build it up. So six, eight months of that, I finally, you know, went viral. And then once you go viral once, you just keep going viral. To now, there's videos of me on Facebook with like 27 million views. So, yeah. <laughs> God damn. So, and you teach people how to do the same thing, mm-hmm. the same process. The same process of selling online and having core product research so that you're able to earn and learn at the same time without investing thousands of dollars. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you do this for free or like mm-hmm. I teach Monday through Friday on 9 p.m. Eastern on my Instagram live and I do clubhouse rooms 12 6 and 9 every single day free yep why because I know what it's like to have three viewers I know what it's like to have to log into your bank account before you get to the cashier at a grocery store and I don't want those types of feelings for anybody else like it was really really like traumatizing in a way like for example like everybody knows what it's like to buy a gallon of milk but do you actually know the price of milk right now no it's 469 
Yeah, if you have, if you have, but if you have a child, yeah, that milk is gone, or just even a loaf of bread is two ninety nine. Mm. Eggs, five forty nine. Why do you know the price? Because I remember those days vividly. But the price like then went up. No, they're actually the same. Even at Whole Foods, I was just there. But I just remember those price points because those those were the days where you really have to like add it up in your head. And unfortunately, I failed college algebra four times. So I'm rounding up like $5, $6 to make it easier on myself. But like, that's those vivid memories of trying, you know, you buying a gallon of orange juice Mm -hmm. and you come home and God forbid, you know, other people drinking it, whatever the case may be. And now the orange juice is gone two days. Mm -hmm. And you're just sitting there like, I spent my last on that gallon. Like, you know what I mean? Like those feelings don't go away. And that, that, that honestly, that, that pain, like, I don't want anybody to feel like that. Grateful enough. I, I don't have children, but what if I had, you know, a three or a four year old, I'm supposed to tell them they can't have milk after eight because there's only one gallon in the fridge. Yeah. Like in my idea, in my, my perspective, I feel like true freedom is when you're able to go in the grocery store and buy anything without looking at it. Because in a way we're all just trying to feed one another. We, we may eat different things, but at the end of the day, we're all eating. You know what I mean? Like when you, when you pay for a dinner for somebody, you're initially putting food, on, food for them. Mm-hmm. And that's for me, like true freedom, true give back. You know, we have food drives or you have Thanksgiving dinner. Like food is really freedom to me in, in a way. Do you got a car? A car? Yeah. Yeah. You know how much gas is? Yeah. Right now it's four eighty nine <laughs> because I pay, I have 93 premium in one car. So you pay attention to these prices? Yes. Well, I don't. I just, because, I mean, people have been complaining lately because prices are, are going up. But, but it's what like, am I going to do, walk? Right. <laughs> pay. So I don't even look at it. Like, I don't even, I try not to even pay attention to it because, shit, like, you looking at the price, it's like, damn, like, you kind of feel depressed. But um, how'd you grow up? Like, how was it? Like, were you poor? Or was no. You, no. <laughs> I, went to, I went to my high school prom in a Bentley. Um, my first in car Bentley. was, yeah, my first car was a Lexus. Uh, and I've been sitting courtside since I was 12. I've been on private jets since I was probably nine. You what, what, what your parents right? do? What, what, my dad buys and sells private jets and refurbishes them. Oh, and what your mom do? She sits at home and raises children. Is that what you want to do? No. Why? Um, I don't. I'm the oldest of four, so in a way, I feel like I'm my father's pride and joy. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of my responsibility to be a, an example to not only my siblings but myself. So for me, it was just a more like the minute I turned sixteen, I got went and got a job. It was just a personal thing. So, like, when you needed the, the $3,000, like, why didn't you just call daddy? Like, hey, dad. Because I stand on my mistakes. You uh-huh. told me not to move out. Uh-huh. Like, if I, if I, I'm going to stand 10 toes down on any mistake that I make. Like, mm-hmm. that's, that's just the real nigga in me that, unfortunately, my dad put in me. Like, I'm not going to call you. <laughs> like, and I know that's bad in a way. And, you know, with time, as I got older, of course, you know, I'm not opposed to help. But I still, I stand on my mistakes. Like, yeah. But you know that's hurt me. I've had I've had some major setbacks because of that mindset. I can honestly say that. Hmm. So okay, you don't want to be like your mom. So what type of wife do you want to be? Like you want to be that? <laughs> like I want to go half and half on stuff. You want to make your own money, but he still pay for stuff. Like what kind of wife you want? Half be? and half is crazy. <laughs> <laughs> wow, that's crazy. Wow. Yeah. No, I don't. Ha- I don't need a roommate. I could do it by myself. Hmm. Like for me. 
I feel like it should be like you pay the rent, you pay mortgages, you pay big bills. I take care of little bills. Like, Mm. and I also just feel like I obviously don't clean now that I make money. We have made, but I cook. Like, I get up every single day. I don't give like a fuck how tired I am. Like, that's how my mom was though. Like, you don't eat. I never ate cereal for breakfast. I don't eat cereal, so I would never give my man cereal for breakfast. No, Mm -hmm. like you make eggs, bacon, waffle, or pancake or French toast. Like, you make a full every morning. Yes, like one hundred percent. Unless we're going to the gym, then you have oatmeal, but you have to make the oatmeal or grits from scratch. Because so that's what I was raised on. You can, okay. But <laughs> you could be a traditional wife, but you still want to make money. So what are you going to do with your money? If, if Okay, me and you are in a relationship. We're not. But <clears throat> if I'm bringing in, you know, M's in and you making M's, you just saving the bread and I'm just taking care of you. Our kids, extracurricular activities, food couches interior design like trips yeah like miscellaneous you gonna pay for trips i'll pay for the trips that i plan but you're supposed to plan trips too oh. but like obviously like okay if your birthday's coming up it probably will drop an 80 ball on you like that's normal you probably you will get a richard millie for your birthday because i am in a position to do that mm-hmm. so yeah you just have better birthdays better trips how much you ever spent on a guy unfortunately like 110 grand on what? <laughs> so it was collective. Like I got him a watch, rings, went half on a crib, like mm. dumb stuff. Prior to that, um, 22K on teeth for him to smile at other girls. That backfired. No more teeth. Okay. Cause. But I feel like what you get put out is what you're going to get back. Yeah, like, facts, facts. I feel like where I am is amazing for my age and just the mm-hmm. time span. So I don't really regret any of the money I've ever spent on anybody. How old personally. are you? I'm 27. I thought you were younger than that. I just turned 27. Hmm. <laughs> um, all right, fuck it. Anyway. Okay, now, all right. Got it. All right, so listen. You're in the same position, like, as a nigga. Like, you, you dropping money on niggas. Like, because niggas, we drop money on women. And then for the, the relationship to end. So, like, how, do you, how did you feel, like, after that she ended? Do you need to spend so much money on this nigga? There's always a man with more money. You didn't, you didn't give a fuck? No. I make money in real life. Like I know. That's why I was like, for what? I'm not a broke bitch. I'm not funny. Like, mm-hmm. like, for what? Like, you're never going to find another girl like me. Like, let's just be realistic in a sense. Like, if you go, okay, under 30, you have a certain amount of women that make money. Then you go under 25. Then you go black. Then you go no kids. Then you go college educated. Like, the statistics are there. You're not going to find another me. That's cool. Like, I, I wish you the best because it's never going to happen. You're going to find girls that look up to me. You're going to find girls that have purchased from me. But you are never going to find a woman of my caliber. Like, I've changed men's lives financially, mentally. Like, I just feel like, I, for what? Like, your L is the rest of your life. Your karma is the girl you end up with. There's billions of people on this earth, and the majority of them are men with money. If you look at the billionaire list, it's majority is men. Mm-hmm. Be fine. You won't. <laughs> Damn. I never heard a girl say that. There's so many men out here with money. But I mean, everybody can't, every female can't come across some type of men. I can though. How? Why? Why you? Because I am already in the room. Mm-hmm. I'm already a woman. Of, I'm a top tier female. I'm already in the room. Like, I can approach you and be like, I like, for example, my friends, if they're like, hey, talk to this guy. First question, like, does he make money? Because mm-hmm. I can ask that because anything that he's asking for, I can provide that. 
where a broke woman is not in a position to be asking if that man makes money. You don't have anything for him. But they do. For what? what? I don't know. I don't. They I don't do, know. but I, I personally like. No, I have not been with a broke man since 2018. That was my last broke man. 22, 23 is when I stopped. Mm-hmm. Like no. So what is what is the lowest a guy can make? It's not even what you make. You could have good money management and keep up with me. Let's be real. Like, you could. You 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 might be dipping into savings every day. You're just but... talking about a twelve thousand dollar trip. Yeah. Nah. No. Okay, but if you have a bunch of money saved up and you've never spent on a girl and you come across me, you can probably dip into it and go. You're gonna keep dipping and then That's him. You're gonna keep going lower and lower and lower. But those types of guys don't even approach me. <laughs> they don't even. Let's okay, just be so real. Okay, so could you be with a guy that makes a hundred thousand a year? No. That's For not what? enough. That's 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 two hundred and seventy four dollars a day. How the fuck you're right, yeah. <laughs> I know. Okay. Okay, so dinner for two, mm-hmm. and if we add alcohol, it's going to be a $300 check. So you want me to spend that whole man's day? Like, no, he can't do it. Then you add in time. If Okay, let's say my schedule, Monday, I work Monday through Friday. I do not work weekends because yeah. I'm at a point. I have a team. I work Monday through Friday, but I'm done by 8. Let's say you work overnights. Now I'm sitting in the house doing what? I can only play video games so much. Now we have a loyalty problem because there's no communication. Hmm. So it's like, for what? So we're looking for a schedule that matches up that 11, 11 p.m. to 6 a.m. Okay. You just sit up on the phone. Name. Listen, listen, name what you're looking for in a guy. The perfect guy for you. Not just the perfect guy, just for you. The perfect guy for me. Excluding the money. Excluding the money? Mm-hmm. Taller than me. Ta- oh, like characteristics or appearance? Anything. Or both. Taller than me. Definitely got to have tattoos. Definitely have to have good teeth. <laughs> Definitely have to have good teeth. No kids. Um, you have to have my biggest thing, actually, that I really learned from a previous relationship. You have to want to be paid, not popular. Cannot be with a man that want to be on camera, want to be like Instagramming, and like you have to be the guy with like if either no followers or you really don't care for social media. It doesn't move you. But you date rappers and athletes. But rappers and athletes, I don't date athletes. I, I have had have one situation relationship with, with an athlete, but I stay with rappers. But they don't, their social media, they're posting music and homeboys. They're not posting plates of food yeah, and yeah. purses at the mall or shit mm-hmm. that they're buying. They don't, they're not moved by that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So they're not, they're not giving that main character energy. I'm a main character type of female. So I need that laid back, like, oh, I'll take your pictures, babe, or like, Okay, like you don't care about that stuff. You're okay with me being the friendly face and the person in front of the camera all the time. Mm-hmm. You don't care for it. Because I've had a situation where you're fighting me for attention and it's like, mm-hmm. my attention pays our bills type shit. Like, your attention is what? For girls like that don't make no money? Like, that's corny to me. Like, I like that laid back, paid, like, yeah, he tours and stuff, but I, I can say, there's Wi Fi in studios, there's Wi Fi on tour. I can go, I ain't got nothing to do. But guess what? We're on the road. We're on the road. So this is why I asked, right? So if you had a guy that lined up with everything, tall, tattoos, ate pussy really good, <laughs> um, good sex, could you put up with him not being there financially? No. Because I'm going to try your ego. Unfortunately, you couldn't, like, no. you couldn't be the, what do you mean you're going to try an ego? I'm going to bitch you. 
you want me to respect you as a man? No. No, I cannot be submissive. You have to, you have to pay for shit for me to be submissive. And I had that problem for years. I was not submissive. I did not listen. There was always an ego power trip, like headbutting, because I'm like, I'm not, who are you to me? Mm-hmm. To where I finally, I got humbled. I'm not going to lie to you. I, I got the shit humbled out of me. But he humbled me off that first dinner date. He set that tone the minute I walked in the door. So I knew not to push it. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys I feel like mess up with that first dinner, that first interaction. You're not stepping to me as a confident man. Yeah. So I can't respect you as a man. Mm-hmm. Whereas if that first interaction you're like, no, I don't play that shit. I'm not going to push it. I see already I cannot play with you. I cannot try it. So I don't push it. I'm now in a submissive position. So it allows me to be more feminine and relax. Because mm-hmm. there's a lot of times like I will not sleep. Like, no. Because you like men that don't carry a gun, not going to sleep. Because you already laughing with other men. You're going to, I have to watch. Like, I no. No, I have to watch. We could, the ops, I don't know. Somebody could get us. Because I'm already seeing you're not a protector. You're not. Just because he ain't got a gun? He don't have a gun and we outside with mad jewelry on? Come on, I'm going to get freaked out. We ain't supposed to just be outside. But, the, but we, ain't just, we ain't just supposed to be walking outside. Ice but you know what I mean, though? Like, you're supposed, as a man, you're supposed to be a protector, a leader, a provider. Like, if you can't protect, preach, provide, no. I'm not, no, I don't respect you as a man. No. Okay, maybe just everything but the gun part. Cause you need some type of protection? I don't know. Hands. That's 2022. Listen, it's gonna have to, you had to get security. I mean, with me, I can only speak for my situation. I can't carry a gun. So you would have security, but you're, but you're also vigilant. You're a felon. So you already are visual. Like you're not, you're going to move militant. You know what I mean? Like certain people posting in real time and we're just outside. Like that's going to make me feel uncomfortable. Uh Like, and nothing's bad ever happened to me. It's just, I, I just look for a man that is going to be aware of his surroundings and be able to provide and protect so that I can be in a more feminine place and relax. Like Mm -hmm. if I can't relax, no, it's dead. Has anything ever happened? No, <laughs> and it never will. But I've had ex-boyfriends get robbed, friends get robbed, and I don't want to be next. I'm not going to lie to you. And I've never been next because I move militant, and I, I'm smart. I carry a gun like, at all times. Why not? No, you don't. <laughs> I, picked it up, I picked it up from my um, buddy's house. Oh, shit. Yeah, safe at all times. Because you never know. Oh, I'm 4'11". Like, real shit. Even if it's not jewelry, I am 4'11". Like, yeah. women are really getting... Like, bad stuff is really happening outside. And, uh, you know, I know we all think, like, oh, everybody got money. People do not have money. No. And I'm very aware of that. Mm-hmm. Like, people do not have money. Even, like... And my dad taught me that even growing up. Like, don't think everybody's, like, good. Like, mm-hmm. don't. So, mm-hmm. I, I don't glow. I stay humble. And I just stay, you know... Like, I'm from Florida. Like, no... Mm. Like, and that's why nothing's happened. <laughs> nah, you one of a kind though. Like, I really ain't ran across too many girls. Like, like girls that be just, they just so gullible, or they just, just not aware of their surroundings. They'll be out just, you know, what I'm saying, iced up, not even paying attention. Niggas is watching. I know. Niggas is taking. And I'm friendly, so I cannot miss. And then you, you, you're well known. You got a face. Exactly. I, I'm friendly. I'm well known. And, and people mistake friendliness <laughs> as an invite. So yeah. no, I have to set that tone from the get-go. Like, we can have a Glock on aisle eight. Like, don't do it. Like, don't play with me. No. 
But we're cool, like, you know, hugs and kisses, but no. When you say you're friendly, like, what? Like, when people walk up to you, like, hey, Like, hey. I don't, yeah, I don't, like, I say thank you. If somebody, like, on the street calls me beautiful, I say thank you. I don't know what they went through, honestly. Mm-hmm. And maybe me saying thank you might be that little bit of, you know, like, that kindness. So I, I feel like it's nice to be important, but it's very important to be nice to others. Now, granted, I don't want people to misinterpret my niceness, but I feel like I've gotten in a lot, I've gotten and grown a lot faster because I'm nice. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Hmm. You never know what people are going through. You never know. So, like, you never turn your face up at a nigga or turn your nose up at a nigga like he's trying to holler at you and you're not having a good day. Like, ugh. No, you can't be like that. I just say no, but I'm not going to be a bitch. No. You can't be. That man never, you know, granted I'm out of his league, but he may never get no, <laughs> never, never get a conversation. Yeah. But that little bit of conversation may be like, damn, if she'll talk to me, like, maybe it'll just push him a little bit, you know? Like, you never know. Because certain people have given me that conversation, and I'm like, okay, if I, if I can get his attention, I can do it. I just need to push a little bit harder, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. you start to feel like you can get in the room, and sometimes people need that. So don't, I just, I don't get like that. Don't do that. Hmm. Be nice to everybody. Once upon a time, we were broke, you know? So... You're such a sweet soul, but you're so, like, feisty at the same time. <laughs> I fuck with it. So tell girls how to get in the room. Like, tell girls how to get a rich nigga. Make money first. First mm. and foremost, make money. Mm. Just, say that again. Say that again. Say make it. money. Man, like, I just feel like if you put money in a man's pocket and you, like, clean something up for him, because a lot of these men don't have websites. That'd be the easiest thing. Like, give a nigga a website. Yo, what? that's no cap, right? My homie. <laughs> Yo, my homie, uh, for his birthday, his uh, girl got him a, a website and a, and some other little shit. domain. Yeah, domain. <laughs> Yo, the nigga was like, he thought that shit was everything. He was like, bro, like, she really, I was like, nigga, this shit costs like $10. Doesn't matter. But you nah. ain't have it. Mm. Or an email. You know how you do, like, your business name at the, like, support at your yeah. business name? Yeah, get a nigga. A verified email. Damn. For real. You clean up little things like that, they make more money, they feel like it's because of you. Now we have a transactional bond because you feel like we're building to something bigger. Yeah. When really I don't care. But at least you'll you'll take that with you for the rest of your life though. No matter how, how we end it, if whatever the case may be, you're gonna take that like, you know, and then I'm setting a tone that you're not gonna accept anything less than that because I've exposed you to this level of like what a relationship should be with a real woman. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> nah, because I do the same shit. Like, <laughs> you like you like the the female version of me. Because I mean, ain't like it's not like I play games, but I I do things where like you're not gonna forget me, or it's gonna be that connection like we always had. Like you know, this nigga really put me in a position to like change either change my life or level up or whatever. You know what I'm saying it's like you'll never forget me. That's what it's supposed to be. Impact over. And profit. I can always hit. <laughs> impact over profit, though. I believe in that. Like truly, impact over profit. With niggas, with people, with everything. Because once you impact somebody, like you just stay with them. Like that's why I trademarked my name. Like Christiana Hurt is a brand. It's everything. Like it was the only thing I was given for free, and was, I had to make it something. You know what I mean? Mm. Like, how'd you um, get on Forbes? It was 30, 30 before thirty. So no, actually, I mean, I got to the second round for thirty under thirty twice. I haven't made it to the final list, but this year I made it to the next one thousand, which means you're next up. You're the next big thing to hit 
So Forbes actually, um, they put out the applications, obviously I applied. They're familiar with my story because of 30 under 30. This time, you know, they did the full interview and I actually made the list. So I'm considered next up for 2022. What's the qualifications? Impact. You have to have a story that moves a room. You can't just make money. Like anybody can make a million dollars or even $10 million. I know that sounds like no, it can't, but anybody has the same 24 hours to be able to make that money. Everybody can, but your journey there and what did you go through and what, what, how many people did you help on the way up? Mm-hmm. That changes. Like I got evicted and became a millionaire. And then I, after I became a millionaire, I lost my child. Then I made like, what, 10.4 million after doing that? 10.4 million? Boss Palace did $10.4 million in 2020 in 11 months. Yeah. Right? Selling vendors lists. That's a piece of paper we never printed. I thought, like, I made $10 million selling paper I never printed. How much you sell this for? They had discount codes and stuff, so anywhere from like $13 up to 50 bucks. So thousands of people have been impacted by the Boss Palace, by me, and only knowing my face. Like, a vendor's list? Mm-hmm. You ran ads? Yeah, we ran ads. We had your favorite influencers doing it. I went live, I taught people what to do with them, how to use them, how to contact them, how to build websites, everything top to bottom. So. So 90% of the girls selling lashes, clothes, hair, makeup, mm-hmm. bought a vendor's list from your girl. Literally. <laughs> Yo. <laughs> nah, so a light bulb went off because I got an idea too. I'm about to start selling. I'm like, you know what? <laughs> but um, <clears throat> where you come up with this vendor's list? Like, like- so my partner did. My business partner, who's a guy, um, he had, I got an, um, a girl that came to him. It wasn't making any money. He took on the project and he was like, you should be the face of it. And I was like, I, I roll whatever. He held me down after I lost my son and we ran up a bag. We made like 500 grand in two months with um, just kidding around kids. So when he came to me, I was like, yeah, I'm ready. And I started doing live, started helping people and just became the all around face of the boss palace. When you say you're really open to like talk about you losing your child, like how long ago was that? That was April 13th, 2018. About to hit the four year anniversary. That's actually the day my billboard drops. Do you kind of feel, feel the type of way like every year? Like? Um, I just feel like every year it's just kind of like growth. Like I'm able to really understand that. You know, you may be ready financially, but mentally it was not ready for a child. I can, I can wholeheartedly say that. And, you know, it really showed me how important it is to take breaks. Because at that time I was working, you know, 18 hours. It was in full grind mode. You know how everybody's saying like no days off. I was doing that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, because of that, I didn't know I was pregnant. My family didn't know I was pregnant. My doctor didn't know I was pregnant. But you had a picture on Instagram. Like it was showing. It was showing that day. That was the day I found out. And then you lost it three days? No. So um, I found out April 13th, had my ultrasound. My doctor thought I was like two, three weeks. Something just didn't feel right that day. So I was like, no, can I get an ultrasound? I like want to see it. Like, mm-hmm. I want to see what's going on. He's like, you may not be able to see anything, but sure. I'm like, all right, cool. We get there. I'm like 17 weeks. That's mm-hmm. gender identifiable baby. Like, this is a child. Mm-hmm. But he didn't have a heartbeat. So they told me to go home and like pass him naturally. Mm-hmm. And I didn't want to. So I tried to get a DNC. DNC went horribly wrong. What's a DNC? DNC is basically an abortion for obviously a a, a dead 
baby. Mm-hmm. Like it's the procedure where they remove a dead fetus. Mm-hmm. So went horribly wrong. Um, I, I started going to septic shock. So they rushed me for an emergency C-section mm-hmm. and I didn't tell my family. And it's gone. I did. It happened too fast. By the time I was making the calls to baby daddies, fans, family, my dad, like I was being rushed because I didn't call them off the beginning because I was like, you want me to pick up the phone and say, hey, I have a dead kid. Like, how do you have that conversation with anybody? The guy does not have any children. So you want me to call him and say, hey, I have your son, but he's dead. Like, I didn't know how to have that conversation. It's a big difference between, hey, I'm pregnant to hey, he's de- like dead. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really want to have that conversation personally. And I, I, I was like, you know what? I got this. I can handle anything by myself. And that's where that not wanting any help backfired because I, you know, I ended up in the hospital for 10 days. So like, how did you feel after you losing this baby? Like, so it didn't hit me for six months. So right after, you know, I'm making money, my partner and I are making money. And then like, just, I don't know, one day I was just on some effort, like, Depression? I, I don't even know what to call it. Call, I personally call it like postpartum psychosis because I wasn't myself like at all. Like I didn't want to leave the house. If I did want to leave the house, I wanted to like stay out. Six months after? Like what? Is when it just hit me. Like I don't really know what clicked, but like something just like wasn't giving. And it took me like a year and a half, picked up bad habits, dating below my tax bracket. That was the last time I dated a broke man. Like, <laughs> like I brought home some homeless 35 year old man or he wasn't 35 he was like 29 but i mean he was home he just came to my house and never left like Uh. up in my crib just eating up all my food like and i knew that's not me like i don't accept that but it was in a way babying him and taking care of him was me again thinking this is my kid or you know what i mean like i was taking care of him like a child when that lasted about two months and then I, i just put all the stuff in storage left the key at the gate and took off to Bali and stayed in Bali for two months. I was doing wild shit. Like I literally left the country for two and a half months. Like did not give a warning, packed a bag, left. So how did you bounce back? Um, honestly, therapy, number one, going to the gym, my, my family's patience with me because I was just bad. I was spazzing on everybody, but just patience, family therapy, and just consistency. Just knowing I'm not okay and accepting it really, really helps. Cause I just, I don't know, like one day it just felt like myself again. And I was like, okay, I need to keep this routine until this feels normal again. Mm-hmm. And then finally it just kind of like got a lot easier. But no, the first year was horrible. No, mm-hmm. I'm really sorry to anybody I hurt that year. Cause I was demon time. But. You plan on having another child? Mm-hmm. Um, married or what? I mean, hmm. Marriage is crazy because it's a legal document. I will always get, I will get married under God, but like legally binding myself to somebody is crazy to me. But just the license part of it, everything else I'm so yes, but like the license part, like legally binding myself to somebody is scares me. What's scary about it? Like we're legally tied together. It's because you got money. Yeah. (laughs) If I was broke, yeah. Like I would marry tomorrow. We could get married in Vegas. But like the money aspect, like I've worked so hard to build this. I would never want somebody to tear me down off of finances. Like that's just screwed up. Men think. I know it's bad. I told you, my literally, my dad didn't have. I mean, my dad. We have brothers now, but I was I was the son of a family. I feel like. I was raised like a little boy. So you okay with somebody just saying, hey, look, this, this is forever. We, we married now. Ain't no, we ain't got to go. I mean, if he makes more money than me, we could get married like Asa. 
So if you're out there and you make 15 million or better, yeah, because I'm at like eight to 10. So if you make 15 to 20, yeah. So if I get divorced, you win. You take half or some shit? I wouldn't even take half. I would take what I left with. I'm mm. cool with that. Just don't take mine. Mm. But, I don't know. Do you feel like um, your clock is ticking? You're 27? No, because I, I just feel like I'm just the cutest thing on the block. Like You think it'll be cute forever? I'm 4'11 and nice. Yeah, I feel like that pays off. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, so I don't feel like that. Like, I just feel like, like, I don't know. There's so many options. I'll be fine. I could always settle, like, worst case scenario, because I could take the bar down. But I don't have problems like that, so I'll be fine. I just want to make I just want to make the right choice for my child because that moment for me is going to be so sacred and so like life changing. So I just don't want a bad relationship to take away from that. Like I'm not spending my pregnancy alone. That's dead. Mm-hmm. And I'm probably going to drop like 20 grand on a baby shower. You should pull up. It's going to be like I'll probably rent out a damn aquarium or something. I have Shamu reveal my gender. What kind of friends you got? <laughs> I pull up. I like baby showers. Like, for real, like, I just feel like, you know, there's certain things that because I've taken a loss, I'm going to double it. Like, I'm, I'm making up for that loss in those situations. Ba- a baby shower for me is going to be a very big deal because of that. Yeah. So, and I'm aware of that. I say that, like, from a jump. Like, so, if 20 grand on a baby shower, so the wedding's going to be like, hmm. See, a wedding, I wouldn't be too pressed. Really? Because I didn't, I've never had a failed marriage to feel like I have to... That failed pregnancy is why it's gonna be ten times more. Where a wedding, I'll be like, okay, we can do whatever. Get married in Vegas. It sounds good. I know, right? It does. Mm-hmm. When it comes out, once I have that rock, I'll probably switch up. I'm not gonna lie to you. But right now, considering I'm not engaged, once I get engaged, I'll probably be like, you know what? Let's have our wedding in Italy. How big the rock gotta be? Oh, since I don't have that many bodies, I feel like at least like you know, like four or five carrots, because I feel like. The more bodies you take, the carrots fall off the engagement ring. So I was doing my due diligence with God and everybody else that it should be like, you know, like a smooth Hold on. 80 ton of You said you ain't got that many bodies? Yes, so that's why I should have extra carrots on my engagement ring. What, what, like, what is a lot of bodies? Like a small engagement. Look at the women with a, with a small engagement ring. They were whores. That's what I take that as. How many would you consider a lot of bodies? 20? I, yeah, definitely. 20 is a lot. For a female, that is a lot. That is a lot. You should have slowed it down. I don't want to ask you like your body count. I mean, I don't. It's not a lot. That's why I'll have a big ass engagement ring. You said you was born in November. Yeah. You got to recycle. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I made it this far. <laughs> oh, shit. Just recycle. So, like, I had an on-again, off-again situation that started when I was, like, 13. Till like, literally, I finally cut it off, like, less than a year ago. So, recycling was easy. Hmm. So, you don't give yourself out. So, like, you, you try to stay, like... Yeah. Like, I'm top tier. What, the, what do I look like just handing that out? I'll hand out a couple of dollars before that. I can always make money back. But you being able to say you lay down with me is crazy. No, no, no. You're not gonna ever walk in a room with somebody that's been with me. Like, no. Ever. Never, because I date like 
different genres of music types. You're not gonna you're not gonna find my a drill rapper with punk rock star. You're never gonna it's never gonna be in the same room. I'm straight. Yeah, I can't wait to drop this episode. <laughs> no cap. <laughs> like, never, it's never going to happen. But no, my engagement, yeah. Because I already got cardio ring, so yeah. Mm-hmm. We're going to have a nice, big engagement. Yeah. Hmm. How much do you think you got to spend on that? I don't know how much they cost. I don't want to look either. because I'm going to start, like, putting I mean, it out there. man bought his wife a million dollar ring? No, not a million, but definitely, like, if I'm buying a Richard million for a 115 it should cost more than my watch, at least. Because I'm going to watch for my birthday this year. Mm-hmm. So definitely should cost more than that. Just more than the watch. Rich college kid. Earned, not given. Hustled, not handed. That's your, that's your statement? No, I just like saying it. Oh. It's for motivational purposes only. Oh. <laughs> that's dope. Yeah. I got six figures in Pokemon cards. Like I feel like a six-figure ring is going to be. You holding on to it? My Pokemon cards? Yeah. Yeah, I'm a fiend. Damn, I should have held on to my shit. I know, right? Hold on. When I was a... You five years younger than me. What were you doing? I was 10. That means you was like... What? How old were you when you started collecting them? What's so special about Hero Bread's soft, fluffy, and delicious breads, buns, and tortillas? These ultra-low-net-carb baked goods contain zero sugar, fewer calories, and more protein than the leading brands. And are high in fiber to support gut health. Shop now at Hero.co. Hey, 